What's up, y'all? This is Chris Kane here with the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. We're going to resume the second part of Sophie's interview from last week. So, enjoy. I mean, yeah, I've, I've been dating and whatever, like, meeting different guys, and I feel like I have a, a necessary guard up now. I kind of, like, see through the BS... I mean, I don't think it's always BS, but when it is, I see it and I call it out. What kind unlike of before. What kind of BS? So give me an example. Um, okay, something that I'm still going through right now. Oh. This guy that I dated over the summer, um, he is freaking crazy, and I think every Saturday night we're we've been done. We've been done for months now, and every Saturday night he gets drunk sometimes we like run into each other and he'll literally corner me and we'll have to like have a conversation about why we didn't work out then he tells me that he loves me and all of this bs and then tries to kiss me and i'm always trying to move my face away but i'm drunk too so we always just end up like having some stupid ass kiss and my friends get pissed and yeah, moral of the story is he nonstop calls me every Saturday now, telling me he loves me, he's sorry for why things didn't work out, and we didn't work out because of him. And I think he's feeling that guilt, and every time we go out on Saturday nights, and if he's ever at the bar that we're at, not that I get hit on a lot, but I feel like most girls, when you go to bars... You're going to get hit on by somebody. Yeah, so yeah. I'm... Not always, but... 99% of the time, yeah, when I'm at a bar, someone's... There's enough a, dudes at the bar, and you look moderately available, it's over. Yeah. It's so over. he will always get pissed off at me if he sees that happening, or he'll grab my arm if I'm talking to a guy. And we are, like, extremely nothing. Like, we're not anything, and he still feels like I'm his somehow, when I never was. And it's just a crazy situation to go through. The shit that he's texting me every day. Like yesterday, we were in a huge ass argument. I don't even know where it came from because I haven't seen him in like two weeks. But he called me up with some bullshit. It's just crazy. I don't. And I had a really big guard up with him too. And I let it down for a second. And I was vulnerable with him for a second. And he screwed it up, messed it up. And that's why I can't be with him. And every time he tries to tell me he loves me, I know it's BS because the one time I was vulnerable with him, he screwed me over. So I feel like this is all stuff I've learned just from experiencing stuff with my neighbor. I just know. That it's just kind of BS most of the time. But this sounds like there's a lot of a lot of stuff in that story. I don't story know. Maybe I pack. attract like crazy ass dudes. I'm saying this dude sounds like he's a little unstable, and I'm I have a number of questions because of what you went on for a second. I'm trying to think of one. All right, let's let's start from the get go. Yeah. How did you meet guy number two? Um, we over the summer. Um, me and a whole bunch of my friends, there was like 25 of us. We all went to Vegas. And he was he's my twin sister's boyfriend's frat brother, so he came along in our group. Um, but, yeah, I knew like months before Vegas that he thought I was cute and was interested in me and saw me around. So I knew going into Vegas, okay, I'm going to have a potential there, someone who's interested in me, so I'm going to try and get to know him, see if I'm into it as much as he seems to be into it. 
and he was so nice in Vegas. He was a, he was awesome. My sister and her boyfriend, of course, were in Vegas drinking and doing stupid shit. They got into a fight, and he totally took my sister and I's side and helped my sister and her boyfriend out with their fights and whatever. I'm pretty sure... Well, I was at the time. I was pretty sure he was going to be a good guy, so I gave him a chance. We went on a few dates, and and then, like, the night that I... We, like, went to a party together, and I was taking him home, and we, like, hooked up in my car, and he never talked to me ever again after that, and it was weird because he was so into me before that, calling me all the time, like, wanting to hang out with me, making plans with me, and as soon as you, like, give in, he stopped talking to me, and then we saw each other maybe a week later, and I'm stubborn as hell, like, I am not gonna text you, you can text me. And I see him a week later, and he's yelling at me, like, why didn't you text me? Like, I was waiting for you to text me. Stupid bullshit. Ever since then, I just don't take him seriously. Never hooked up with him ever again after that. And that happened July 4th. July 4th was when we hooked up. And still to this day, we're in October. He calls me at least once a week or texts me some bullshit about how he loves me. He misses me. And I'm the one who did something wrong, and I owe him this apology for ruining things. Yada, yada, yada. So Crazy this, shit. So this sounds like, more, sounds like a nuisance, right? Yeah, it, like it is. I, and I, um, can't es- I can't escape him because he's a part of my group. So it's like... You gotta start. I think we think we've identified know, an issue. You, this I'm group right. dating is not, that's not for you. Because here's the, here's the issue: dating <laughs> dating in a group is like dating at work, and I've I've dated at work a number of times, and I'm I'm not gonna, whatever. It usually does not turn out well. Yeah, no. And there are times it's turned out okay, but and when you have a group, just like you have coworkers, you're around those people more than you're around other people. So it seems more likely than not you're gonna end up with someone you work with just because of time spent and whatever. You in this case, if you're now zero and two for group dating. Um, and this new dude sounds a little bit crazy, just based on the way you tell the story. Yeah. I mean, there's probably two sides to it. He is crazy. But, okay, I'm, I'm not refuting it. It sounds crazy. My question to you is, could you not, um, like, like, block his number and stuff? So, yeah, okay, I can't So, can, I can so even if you saw him in real life, that's one thing, but you don't have to get the drunk calls and texts and stuff. You can eliminate that part of the nuisance, right? Yeah, I could block his number. <clears throat> I could do it. Why haven't you? I don't know, because I just feel like he... I don't know. Honestly, I have no reason. I'm just stupid sometimes, and I don't do things. I just feel like if I blocked him, and he keeps calling and texting me and realizes I don't answer, and then when I see him at a bar, I feel like situations are going to be even worse, because he's going to be fighting with me about why I blocked him, and then... I don't know. I just, I'd rather not have that kind of confrontation. Most of the time I don't even answer his texts and I'll just like brush it off and he'll say some bullshit like, why didn't you answer? And I always just like get by. It's easier for me to like get by with the not answering than like blocking him. I don't know what I would do. I just feel like he would go crazy. He already goes crazy when I don't answer. Let alone if he found out I blocked him. Like, it's not even like that serious it's funny because we're we're like kind of friends now. 
Are you are, are you friends like the first guy friends or are you friends like you're in the same group of people? Because we got to know those aren't the same. We're friends like like y'all talk about stuff. Yeah, like when he's not mad at me, like we're super chill. The only times he gets mad is when it's a Saturday night. Not even Saturday night. It's just whenever alcohol is involved and other guys approach me, that's when something triggers in his mind and he gets really mad. Or, like, Saturday nights, like, this Saturday, when he doesn't see me and he doesn't know what I'm up to, like, he'll call me a million times. And I just don't understand why, because I was never his girlfriend. So I don't understand why he has to know, like, what I'm up to. I don't it sounds super, super possessive, but I'm, yeah. I'm asking, I'm going to ask this question. Have you communicated to him, well, first let's back up. Is there any chance you and this guy can be more than, I guess, friends or whatever? Going forward. I guess obviously you've been in the past, but like going forward, now that you know that he's crazy, he's calling you all these Saturdays, he's blowing you up, he's being weird. Is there a path forward for y'all too, or is it that is done? Like you're done with I tell him all the time it's done. Like, I... I even have, like, text message paragraphs where I'm like, dude, listen, I want to be your friend. Let's just not even argue about stupid shit like this anymore. You need to, like, go out and find someone else. I will I will do my own thing. I, there's, no, there's no anything more with him. He's too crazy. I need someone not so crazy. I can't deal with that. Okay. So, no, yeah, no future with him. Because I'm asking that question because I've mentioned this to previous podcasters. When you're talking to a guy and you're trying to, like, break away from him, right? Guys feed on hope. It's a weird thing. I don't know if women do, too, but I know guys do. So what will happen? Let's say you and I dated and we broke up. And I hit you up with a question like, hey, do you still love me or do you still care about me? And if you answer yes, even if you're with a new guy, even if you moved away, I know on some level there may be a path forward for me because you love me and I can always play on that. Come on, they just said you love me and I can kind of like weasel my way back in. It's a effed up tactic, but this is what guys do. So as long as we feel there's hope, he's going to keep messing with you, which tells me that when you told him, no, we're not going to be together going forward, you've said it probably in a way to be polite, to try to manage the friendship or try to be, you know, you know cool about it. But you got to, if you want him to really stop, you got to exile all hope. Which means you usually have to be kind of mean, which sucks. From because most not a women, mean person. listen, you don't have to be a mean person, but you don't have to put up with this. This yeah. is I have I have this conversation with women all the time. They, you treat guys the way you treat other women sometimes, where you want the most respectable way forward. But for guys, you have to be disrespectful sometimes to get a guy off of you, because what he's doing to you is disrespectful, and it has been for months now. He said since July the fourth. Like, this every Saturday, this berating you in public, this someone to grab you and say, that's disrespect and to the highest order. Maybe it's not as the same as being with a guy who you thought was your guy but had other girls. That's disrespect, too, but it's just different forms of it. No one should disrespect your space or your time the way this guy is. So, yeah, it would be mean to be like, dude, get the fuck out away from me before I get people involved. I'm not doing this. We're not doing this. We were never anything. Get over it. And it's, it's going to hurt. He may, he may even cry if he's drinking. And you're going to feel kind of like a bitch for a second. But what's going to happen is that all those texts and those phone calls are going to stop because you've, you've extinguished hope. Like, it's like I don't even, I'm not even attracted to you. I met somebody else. 
blah, blah, blah. Just you got to X out all hope. And when you do, I bet money those phone call and text stop. Because, like you said, he'll corner you, you guys are arguing, and you'll end up making out again. So each time you relapse, you're giving him hope. And maybe even it's like a drunk hope. It's like, I got to get her drunk and then argue, and then we're going to end up making out. And then, but that's, but they'll just get it out. Just be, be cutthroat and cold-blooded. And it's going to suck because it's going to feel like you're doing something really wrong. But all you're doing is protecting your own self-interest over his disrespect. That's what, that's what you're actually doing. It may come out weird, but you can't keep letting him disrespect and then be like, I don't know why he keeps calling me back. It's like, because you made out with him two weeks ago. <laughs> that's why. I'll tell you why, because he feels like if I keep doing this, one day she would just like break down and, oh, okay, cool. Let's give him another chance. And then he's in there. But if you really don't want that, you cut, they cut yeah, the head off the snake. Out. You got to be cold. Cold. I'm sure you got girlfriends that have been cold to guys before. Hey, you can have this dance? No. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> Get away from me. You're ugly. Bye bye. And it's like, <gasps> and then you have girlfriends who. I'm mean to him though. Like, I'm really mean to him. The way I text back and like I don't answer. And most of the time at bars, like, I'll like, when he pulls me away from other dudes, like, I'll either like get his hand off of me or I'll walk with him and then I'll walk right away like away from him it's not like I'm like so nice I just I don't want like bad beef with someone that I know I'm gonna see around so that's why I just try to keep him like cool and like whatever like no fighting and every time he does argue with me I like cool him down for a little bit but here's my here's my point though you say you want to keep it cool you don't want any beef but you guys obviously still have beef because he's still doing this so he just needs to find someone else like he's he's isolated himself because he's studying for the LSAT so he just like stays home and then Saturday nights he goes out with my friends or our friends so that's when like he sees me like I don't think he's really meeting anyone else and that's why he cares so much that's not again you're you're rationalizing bad behavior you're 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 excusing (laughs) something this is this happened once or twice I'm with you you said this has been three months this isn't some new occurrence. This is, let's say he's done it ten times. Like that's, that's a lot of times. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want a weird friendship dynamic. But you have a weird friendship dynamic right now, doing it your way. It's like things aren't things may be cordial Monday through Friday, but then Saturday comes around. You you now you're dreading Saturdays. Now it's like, oh boy, I know this guy's gonna call me up on some dumb shit. Now you go out trying to have a good time, meet new guys, and you can't because he's around and he's gonna like, bodyguard. I'm sorry, she's with me, and it'd be be that guy, and it's that's not that's that's not friendship. That's what that is. Like you're you're like you're tolerating a bad kid. Yeah. They, like like you ever see parents in a mall or at a store, and their kid is just going crazy, and the mom's like she doesn't even see it. Like the kid's knocking stuff down. She's like, she's looking up at the sky and stuff on her phone, and you're like, whose kid is this? <laughs> Instead of being like grabbing the kid and be like, hey, chill out. You're letting him run wild, hoping that he runs himself out and that eventually it'll, like, be okay. But you got more power than that. You can put the brakes to this. Like, listen, dude, you got a lot of, I know you got a lot of stress going on, but this shit has to end. I'm, I'm, if, next time you text me, I'm blocking your number. And I'm not going out with you. So find somebody else. It's L.A. Go find somebody. If he looks halfway decent, there's options. He's willing to spend some money. He got more options, but 
you are not an option. You can't rationalize his, oh, well, he's in our group of friends. He's got the LSAT going on. So I got to just put up with his advances. We don't have to put up with that. We don't have to do that. Once or twice, max. Do you call him out? If he doesn't respond, you got to be cutthroat. And if you can't be cutthroat, you may, you may have to get one of your girlfriends who's more evil than you are to do it. <laughs> every, every girl's got one girlfriend. I bet. What's his number? I call him. Hello, Jake. Is it Jake? And they'll just go off. That's what they do. So if you don't have the... Yeah, I got to get a girlfriend. I actually have a friend who's like dying to cuss him out. I know. Like she's like, every time I see you guys talking, you get so mad. Every girl's got one. The next time you better get mad as hell and come and yell at me and then yell at him. Every girl has at least one girlfriend <laughs> that you, you can't take her everywhere. You can't take her all places because she'll get crazy. But when it's time to squad up, she's ready to... So I, I would prefer it if you talked to him and just did it like as an adult. But if you need somebody to step in for you, don't be afraid to recruit some outside help. Definitely next time I see him, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to like put my bitch mask on. And I'm just gonna be rude and I'm gonna be honest and I'm always honest though with him like I tell him like listen I'm over it I'm over this whole situation and I think he knows I make it so clear I'm like not interested and not into him and when he tries to kiss me I'm always moving my face and the only times we ever like we actually haven't made out in like forever but, like, yeah, he kisses my cheek a lot because I'm always moving my face. Like, I'm listening to you now. It just sounds so nice. It's like, <laughs> listen, bro. Okay, it's done. Just let it go. I know we had a moment, but, like, even, even like, the, 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 the decibel level, the, the feel of it. Like, I don't, I'm not convinced at all. I would be like, man, she don't mean this. Like and it's and it's. Could you imagine me like being mean to someone though? Like I don't. So, I can imagine you getting a phone call on Saturday night, being berated by some dude. Literally, he like yells on the phone too, and I just hold my phone like yeah. far away from myself. I still hear him yelling. When I hear it stop, I'm like, okay, you done? You gonna calm down now? <laughs> you don't have to put up with that. Like, I know. It's not. It's not necessary. I mean, I don't. I haven't answered his phone calls in so long, except for this weekend. Because he kept calling me at 3 in the morning and I could not sleep. So that's... And I texted him. I didn't even answer the call. I texted him and I said, yo, I am sleeping. We can talk tomorrow. And then the next day I texted him and I'm like, okay, now that none of us are drunk, we're awake. It's the next day. He was apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean what I was texting. I didn't mean what I said. I have a drinking problem. Uh, th- always an excuse with guys, too, I've noticed. It's always, yeah. it's always an excuse when you're doing wrong all the time. Listen, yeah. there's no justification, really, for the life he's living. And there's even less justification for why you're putting up with it. And I think he tries to make me feel guilty for a lot. Like, he's always telling me, I got kicked out of the house. Like, I'm sad right now. Like, don't be mean. And then I have, like, this sweet little innocent, naive heart oh, where God. I'm like, ugh, you got kicked out. Okay, I'm sorry. And I can't be mean to him when he's already, like, having a shitty-ass week or day. Like, I just, I don't want to shit on it even more. I feel bad. But I should start feeling bad for myself, I think. That's what I'm, that's, see, you took words on my, that's what the podcast is here for. So you're, you're, you're trying to, this is all self-esteem shit. Like, it's, 
You're trying to make excuses for his bad behavior and saying... I'm always making excuses for all of these fucking guys. I'm always Stop making, making excuses, excuses for them. Excuses for them. Stop making excuses for these dudes. Uh, they don't they don't deserve it. They don't. If he's out of if he's out of pocket, it's almost like you know, like we all have like I have siblings, you have siblings as well. There's times when your sisters are probably out of line and you're you need to check them. And like in public you'll be like, No, it's my sister, I'm standing behind her, and then behind closed doors, like, yo, you know you was you was wilding out earlier. Well, I have brothers and I have a sister. And there's times when I'm socially not going to criticize any of them, really, because I don't want that being out there. But behind the doors, I'm like, hey, man, you know, you, you're cutting up a little bit. And you got to be able to, you can't excuse behavior because of being nice or from love or whatever it is. Like, if somebody's messing up, they're messing up. And if you're giving them chances to get it right and they haven't gotten it right, it's like, how many chances do you give them? That's why I said one or two times if he called you. Okay, whatever. But once that third, fourth, fifth time, it's like, that's on you now. Like, he's out of pocket, for sure. But the fact that you've allowed it this, this, this long, you out of pocket, too. You just, you're almost as bad as he is. Cut this Ugh. dude off. I'm such a dummy. It's, it's not even a dumb thing. I think it's, it's, and it's all very connected, right? Like, just like with the first guy, oh, he treated me like this and this and that, and I allowed it to happen. So you didn't let that happen again. So you learned in like a relational sense to have more self-worth and respect or whatever this new situation with guy number two is like your next test right the first guy when he is a, is a test this is, second guy is your test how much did you really learn because now you have a situation where a guy's disrespecting you he's doing this he's doing that you have a chance to put your foot down be like no I'm not doing that I'm better than this I'm more adult and then you can pass that test and then you'll meet another guy and you'll keep going forward Right now, you're failing the test number two. I'm not failing. Kind of failing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a low D right now. It's not... Let's put it this way. <laughs> if this was a college course, they'd be like, uh, have you made summer arrangements to retake this class? You'd be like, oh, shit. Now I was going to go to, to the Bahamas. It's like, not nah, till you finish this class. Because if the test was my self-esteem and self-worth have both gone up, I'm a stronger person now, then you wouldn't be allowing this guy to do what he's doing to you. That would be, that's really the test of it, right? It's real cool to say shit. I'm strong. I'm Beyonce, independent woman. Get, mm-mm. You doing the turkey neck thing. All that. That's just cool to say. People are like talking about how tough they are. This is a practical application of it. Let's see. And if this is happening, it's like, oh, it's been going on for months and months, and there's no end in sight. I guess I got to deal with it. I got to say you failed the test in that regard. But you can always pass it. There's no, like, time limit. You can hit this guy up, I don't know, a couple of days from now and be like, hey, don't call me on Saturdays. Don't be on that dumb show. You can just block his number. You can pass the test. It's an ongoing thing, but you have to acknowledge the fact that I'm not passing the test now. So, you know, I got to tighten up because you're stronger than you were, but maybe there's still levels of strength you need to go through. Definitely, yeah. I feel like this guy number two is an isolated situation. Like, he's, like, his own category of guy. And I think, like... I don't know. I, I don't want to make an excuse for him. That's it. Not I was, I was, I was, I don't you don't you do it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and let you pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I'm not going to do it. Okay, yeah, no. He's crazy. Yes. He's crazy. He's crazy, and you've, you've allowed the craziness to fester, and you got to own that. And maybe you don't want to. You were like, oh, he's another crazy dude. I just managed to attract crazy guys. Listen, you probably 
I try some level of crazy dude, but the length of time you deal with a crazy dude is all on you. If he's crazy when you meet him, he just met a crazy guy. Right. Yeah. That's not your fault. He did tell me he loved me after like two days. Ugh. And I was, that should have been a deal breaker. I know, breaker, I know. Right? And I kept telling him, too, I'm like, dude, no, you don't. I don't. Uh. That, that, yeah. that should have been a, this siren. And I would ask out. him, what do you love about me? And it was always physical traits. And I'm like, great. That, that would have been a deal breaker. Off that was rip. the deal breaker. I mean, like, like, I didn't take him, like, super seriously before that, but... It wasn't like he was saying he loved me and then didn't act like it. Like, he said he loved me, and, like, I feel like maybe he didn't love me, but he really did like me a lot because he was really, really nice to me, treated me, like, really, really well up until the night of, like, the 4th of July thing. So I believed it only because of the way he was acting. Like, he was just really, like, into me... And, like, told me, like, would text me, like, I don't know. I'm naive. I mean, look, this guy sounds like he was good at playing whatever game he was playing, so don't feel like, you're going to meet a lot of guys like this. These guys are, there's a lot of information out there in the world for how to, like, con and get over. It's hard to distinguish when it's a real feeling and a fake one. Like, how was I supposed to know he didn't actually love me? Well, you should have known because it was how early it happened. I know, but right. he, like, kind of... You can of, like somebody. He kind of knew me for, like, months and months and months. I didn't know him until Vegas, but, like, he he was my twin sister's boyfriend's frat brother, so, like, my twin sister would always talk about her twin, so that was me. I didn't mm-hmm. hear stories about him because who's telling me stories about mm-hmm. him, but he's always hearing about me, like... I would, like, go to parties with my sister and her boyfriend, and he would be there, and, like, he wouldn't talk to me because, I don't know, I don't know why he was nervous at first, but whatever. So he would see me around, and I didn't know him because no one really, like, told me about him up until, like, we were planning this Vegas trip, like, a month before we went, and I found, then someone was like, oh, this guy's coming, and by the way, he's into you, he is, like, he's, like, known about you, whatever. So, I don't know. I feel like he had, like, a sufficient amount of time to, like, like me. But I think he, like, liked me more physically than anything else because of how fast mm. he was, like, falling for things. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question because I ask guys the same thing. When he told you he loved you, how did you feel, like, in your, in your stomach, like, your, your gut? I didn't believe it. I always told him, too. I'm like, I don't... I was like, you can say it all you want. I'm not going to believe it. And he's like, I'm being serious. I'm like, okay. I, I, t- I didn't take it seriously at all. Like, I wasn't being a dumb person about it. I knew, like, it wasn't, it wasn't true. I think that feeling that you felt in your stomach when he said that, is, that's the truth. That's, like, the unbiased part, right? And this is a deal breaker because it's... It, when you first hear it, it's like, oh, that didn't, that didn't sound or feel right. There's a reason it doesn't sound or feel right, because it's probably not right, right? You, you know me passively through my sister for, like, what, months? But you know me in real life for, like, a week or two, and all of a sudden you're, you're in love with me? It's like, that should be like, wait a minute, this dude's on some other shit. And that will guide your, your actions, right? Whether you So the, the July 4th thing wouldn't have happened if you were like, this guy's not on the level 
And even if he is, it's like I got to pull back and keep it like at bay, keep it strictly physical. That's why that's how you want to keep it. But uh, this guy sounds it sounded sketch from the get go, and then you disregarded the sketchiness and just kept Brian with it, and then it turned out to be sketch. And yeah. now he's like in these streets yelling at people like he's DMX or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know you could be yes you I think you're attracting certain level of dude but I also think that there are warning signs before this point that were ignored and you just, you drove you drove through some red lights and just said fuck it I'm trying to get to this side then you get to the side you're like what where am I <laughs> this is where I should be so my I guess advice going forward is one you got to shut this guy down but two look out for those red lights and those reds and those stop signs because there's something to it it's not like you know just like oh yeah i'm just feeling weird like it's something attached to it. you have a feeling so the feeling is justified on some level and at least monitor what that feeling is before you just kind of keep plunging forward because it may be telling you you may need to get out girl like yeah he's cute he treats you well but he's just not the guy for you and that exists. Those are a lot of guys. A lot of guys who will treat you well, but they aren't the right guy for you. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want you to be in a situation where because this guy is crazy. And he's calling you Saturday nights and whatever, whatever. But these actions aren't that far removed from a guy being like abusive. Like he has all those same characteristics, except for the fact that he hasn't like hit you. Like the possessiveness, the calling, the yelling. Those are all things that guys who eventually do some very sideways stuff kind of exhibit. So. I don't want it to get to that point where it's like, oh, man, I'm dating this dude who's, like, physical with me. Like, this, it's, it's a slippery slope, especially when you're drinking. You're drinking, you're not in your right mind. You're, you know, impulsive, and that's how a lot of bad stuff kind of pops off. So I would end this thing with this guy and then, like, kind of ease back. And then as new stuff comes in, watch it. Yeah, I'm anyways taking a break from going out, so I don't think... (laughs) No, seriously, I don't think I'm going to be seeing him. Good. Yeah. Shut him down. Need to focus on school, myself, (laughs) on my future. Well, the people were asking about you, so I'm happy we got to sit down again, because there's always something new happening in Sophie's life, man. I always think, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing fine. Things are good. These guys. And then we sit down. And it's like, oh, boy. What's going on? It's just a new crazy guy. Don't worry about it. But I'm happy we did this because now too. hopefully we can. So we got, I think, that old guy. We know what he's got to go through. Hell and back to try to get you back. So I think I feel good thinking that he won't be, he won't do that. But he's still going to float around. He lives next door. This new dude. The new dude isn't even any like I don't, I don't know. No. You yeah. got you got you got to end that. He's just that. a story. It's just he's not. No. He's not going to be anything in my life. He's just. He he messed up and I, I don't even, I didn't even like him that much to begin with. I was starting to like him, and I think like all of the things he said to me made me think like okay like I don't know he might be into me but I don't know it's done it's I, I don't even shut want shut it down don't, don't even, even yeah, no. you don't even give it more thought <laughs> <sighs> well thank you guys for tuning in to 
another electrifying podcast with Sophie. Um, <laughs> we went kind of long, so I, I may actually split this up in two like I did with Janae uh, last time. Just so you, you don't have to get all the content in one day. I want you guys to really savor it and then wait for the second week to come around. But, Sophie, you have anything you want to say to the people before we ghost out of here? Thanks for listening to my crazy-ass stories. <laughs> the craziest, the crazy, real shit is the funny shit, and the craziest shit is even realer. Right. Um, as always, hit me up on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Sexy Comedy. And on Facebook at Chris Kane, if you have any questions or if you want to be on the podcast, let me know. As always, thank you guys for listening and for supporting us. Tell your friends and family if you think this is worthwhile. I think it is, but I'm very biased. I think biased. it is. I'm very biased. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm <laughs> super biased. I'm like, this is the greatest podcast I've listened to. It is the greatest podcast. Thank you, thank you girl. Anyway, <laughs> y'all have a good week. We will see you guys next week. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>